Welcome to The First 15, and thanks for taking 15 minutes to transform your real estate career. And now your host, master coach, and founder of Real Estate Grad School, Rich Levin. All right. We have this thing called the daily routine list, and I've been asking you to just review it each day. What I mean by review it is read through it and maybe pause for a few seconds after each one. There are 10 items on it. Actually, to just review it probably will take you maybe a minute, two or three. But man, people have such a hard time reviewing the list. I'd like to understand why. I, I think I understand why, but I'd really like to understand why it's hard, why it's challenging to just review the list and be working on just one of the things on the list and then keep adding more. Um, because um, it's not a difficult thing to do. And yet, um, reviewing the daily routine list is, is going to be the path to adding significant income. And none of it is difficult. So I'd really like to understand why it's hard to open the daily routine list each day because I'm suggesting that whatever is making that hard for you is probably the same thing that's standing in your way of greater success in your business. But let's move on from that and get to our topic of the day. Um, whoops, let's get over the screen. So we're talking about your listing presentation. As I said, we'll probably spend a couple of weeks on your listing presentation. Um, and you know what? I wonder if I have the right slide up here because I see listing presentation number six. Let's just see if we've got it. Yeah, we do. Yep, yep. Sorry about that. Thanks for tolerating that. So everything I'm doing is in a, a workbook that we have in the Real Estate Grad School Library called Keys to Perfecting Your Listing Presentation. And yesterday we went, the, the previous week or so, we've gone through the, lab, the first three. We talked about asking great questions over the phone and how asking great questions over the phone actually can help a less experienced agent, an agent with a not as good a listing presentation to get the listing over an agent who is uh, stronger by production because asking those questions over the phone establish very strong rapport and that list of questions of course is in the library. And then we talked about the walkthrough, uh, preparing for your listing presentation, doing a one step or a two step, um, and it seems to be that consensus is most people nowadays do a one step. We talked about preparing your pricing recommendation and preparing it as accurately as possible, but to really leave the uh, decision on, uh, it's funny, I was gonna say leave the decision on initial pricing up to the seller, but the, the, the decision on initial pricing is up to the seller. We just make a recommendation, but let the seller own the price. And we talked about just building your marketing plan, having a marketing plan that really works. And then we spent actually a couple of days on arriving, driving up. Really, yesterday we spent the, the entire first 15 on that moment, those moments when you arrive at the house, you're walking up, you're reading the owner, and but the most important thing you're doing is you're taking control, subtle control of the listing presentation and how to keep that up, um, keep up that control, which is very powerful and it's exactly what the clients want but how to keep that up um, without, without anyone ever having a sense that there is, that, you're, uh, that you are exercising that kind of control. So today we're gonna move on 
talk about establish rapport and asking questions. Now there's a couple of pieces under here, our common goals. We're just gonna do this first part. So in a document that we have called Excellence in Service for Sellers Form, okay? So now you've asked great questions over the phone. You're now at the listing presentation. If you did the walkthrough at the beginning of your listing presentation, you've now completed the walkthrough and you're back sitting at the table about to start your listing presentation. You're making sure that all the sellers are present and attentive, you know, that they're listening to you. And you might confirm the seller's names and whose names are on the deeds and that you have their phone number so you can reach out to them. That alone is a powerful moment. Because if you're confirming that you have both, let's say there's a husband and a wife or a couple, that you have the cell phone number, the phone numbers, the contact information for both implies what? It implies that you are going to stay in touch. If you're gonna stay in touch, it means you're gonna have a relationship. If you're gonna have a relationship, more likely the assumption is you're gonna get the listing. So there's subtlety in a lot of the things we're teaching you here. So just confirm those things, the email addresses, the cell phone numbers. I actually like to have the children's names and ages because if they answer the phone, I can say, hey, is this Rachel or Susie? You know, which one are you? I know there's four girls in the family. Sounds like this is Mary. And just having some fun with that when they come in the house and say, I remember you, you know, you're Rachel. So at any rate, I, I like that. Um, and then uh, if, you, if you feel uncomfortable having this form in front of you, it's called the Excellence and Service for Sellers form. You might say, I'm gonna not jot down some notes on this form. So, you know, there's so many things, frankly, I, I work with, I sell a lot of houses, uh, thank God. And um, and so I like to keep track of things so I don't lose track, I don't confuse, I don't mix one person in one house from another. So if you don't mind, I'm gonna make some notes. Is that okay with you? Now, again, I'm just in case their mind is wondering why, why I have notes, am I an amateur? Is this the first time I've done a listing presentation? I'll throw that out there. So I say, look, I, when I talked to Susie, the, the wife or the husband on the phone, she said, you're moving because you want to get the kids in the new school district. And I'm just confirming now. So these are questions. Some of these are questions you've asked over the phone to one party, but not the other party. And out of respect and also confirmation and building rapport, you're now directing, con confirming that to the other party. And don't be surprised if they're, see, the other party says, so you, you've spoken to the wife on the phone. Now you're speaking to the husband. You confirm that. Now, just to put in his two cents worth, he says, well, not only that, but this house is getting too small for us. You know, we can afford to buy a bigger house. My point is that if you hadn't included him, you just started going and said that, you're leaving him, could be her, either way, out of the conversation at the beginning. You're actually breaking rapport right at the time when you're attempting to build it. So you're going to review these questions, confirming with the other party or parties to include them, to, to give them, uh, if they need to, to, to speak and, and be sure they have a role in this. You're doing all of that with these very simple questions. So there's a lot implied here. So, and, 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 and Susie said, you're planning to move to, is that correct? Um, and um, ideally, when would you want to have the house sold and the move completed? I know in the by, by the time school starts and probably somewhat before that would be a deal for you. So in what's most in, uh, most important for you um, in, in accomplishing this sale? You know, for some people, it's the price. For some people, it's the timing. For some people, it is just having smooth so that you know, they're going on vacation. They want the thing done without too much disruption. Is there anything? Of course, all those things are important. Is anything more important to you than the other ones? 
Now notice I'm continually asking questions, continually, which causes me to pause, get out of my head, and focus on them, connect with them. And then also make sure that they're acknowledging that they're acknowledging they're listening. Because when you ask questions, if their mind is wandering, they're going to, oh, yeah, uh, and say, so you are, so you say it again. So you're making sure that they're really attentive to you. People pick up on that. So they're going to be attentive because you're noticing. Okay. So um, now I don't like this next question. If, this, if you were simply not able to sell the property, is there an alternate plan? I know that there are trainers who teach that. I put it in because a lot of people ask me if, about the question. I don't like it because I'm attempting to build rapport now. And I don't want to throw a negative. I don't want to make the implication if you're not able to sell, which means I wasn't able to do my job. So I, 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 that's optional up to you. I don't like it. Why did I put it here? Because it's mentioned so often. What do you presently owe on your property? Do you have a rough idea or do you have a, a, a bank slip so we could really get that so we can find out exactly how much money you're going to put in your pocket to take out, take forward to wherever you're doing next, to the new house, to the move, um, and, you know, taking account the commissions and all your expenses and, and everything. So you really, any other loans you want to pay off with the assets from the house. So uh, I'd like to put together a net sheet for you before we're done. Do you happen to know approximately how much you owe? I like that question very much because typically nobody talks to us. Uh, you don't talk to people casually about how much you owe on your property. So that means if they're talking to you about it, you've elevated yourself to a, another level. You've elevated yourself to like professional, like a doctor, a lawyer, uh, the accountant. They're giving you information about their finances, about their financial situation, and that brings you to another level. They may say, well, look, you don't need that. We'll get to that. You know, we have made this. Fine. Now you know where you stand, and they verbalized it. Okay? No downside. Any other liens or mortgages or loans or anything you anticipate doing with the um, assets from the property? Um and then, you know, do you have a, I, I, I'm going to give you exactly, I'm going to be very specific about what I would recommend you put the house on the market for, but do you have a, a price in mind that you were thinking you'd either like to put the house on the market for to test the market or you want to put on the market for, or you want to be sure you get for the property. Any, any prices in mind like that? Don't be put off when they tell you no, that they're not going to tell you that that's what you can't, they, they've invited you over for. Those are very common responses. But I, I like that, and I say, no problem. I've got that covered for you. We'll get there in a bit, okay? And then I ask these questions. How long have you lived? Now, notice the questions I just asked. Um, what do you owe on the property? Any other loans you're going to pay off? Do you have a price in mind? They're a little bit more confrontational. They're a bit more um, aggressive, perhaps. So now we're going to move to soft questions. We're going to sort of mix them up because we're going from these very direct statistical data-driven questions to soft questions. You know, how long have you lived here? You know, the tax records say you bought the house in 1992, 2007, whatever it is. Um, and what have you liked best about the home? And um, I, 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 let me rephrase that. How long have you lived here? No problem. What have you liked? I give you a question that's really easy to answer. Give them a question. Could you please tell me what you've liked best about the home? So when I'm talking to buyers about your house, I can really point things out to them. And then when they come see the house, they'll focus on those things. It's sort of a strategy to get buyers more interested in your house and looking at the, the best things about it when they get here. See, I'll say all that like, okay, I'm assuming the assumption is I have the listing. Um, I'm talking strategy so they can see. 
I think deeply, carefully about these things. And then um, tell me what you've liked least about the house. I'm obviously not going to tell that to buyers, um, but um, it is just for me. So if people bring it up, I'm prepared for those kinds of what we call objections or or, or things people are uh, would distract them from making an offer. What are your thoughts about the neighborhood? Again, good or bad? If I if they're good, I want to reinforce them to the people. You know, amenities you like in the neighborhood, location that you like. Um, and what's most important to you about the job I do, about the real estate agent that you hire? And anything else that you want to comment on before we start talking about what we really want to accomplish together or before we talk about, before I, I talk, show you how we really, we really do, I really do help you get the highest price possible for your house. So that's just the beginning piece. That's like the first stage of this form called the excellence form. I, I, I encourage you until you learn it. Even when I, when I had this down, I always had it in front of me. And I glanced down. I was familiar enough with it that I could just glance at it like I just did with you guys and know what I'm going to talk about. So I guess the emphasis for today is that even this beginning build rapport part that's so easy to go to move quickly through and past. You know, they're listening to me. Cool. Let's go. I'm going to start presenting. Even that can have a strategy that can be very powerful and not difficult. But it does take some rehearsal, some scripting, having some notes with you, perhaps. And a lot of practice being in front of clients. Uh, so you make sure you're paying attention to them and getting out of your head and getting out of your notes. So with that, our ingredient for your recipe of success today is always review your daily routine list and do the pieces you can, but review the list every day. It is the key to your significant growth in the next 12 months. And review the first part of the excellence form, which is the piece we just went over. So with that, Hug the ones you love, make a great day, make a sale, and uh, I'll speak to you in the morning. Be well. Thank you for listening to the First 15 Podcast with Rick Levin, who's been helping develop top agents for over 20 years. If you love this episode and want to see the visuals that go along with it, go to regradschool.com for a free First 15 or sign up for coaching at regradschool.com and watch the First 15 every Monday through Friday.